Invite all your friends, because um, David Schwolf will be preaching. I will be preaching at my hometown, the Queen, Arkansas, at a gospel meeting. When Jesus did that, they almost stoned him. I'm well aware of that. Um, but I'm going to go give it a shot. I'm going to wear a suit. Because uh, I have to. Anyway... <laughs> The, but I'll be there. David will be here. Um, you really need to come. I know what David is um, speaking about. I've, I've, um, he, he's thrown a couple of ideas. Not like asked me if he could preach them, but he's given me his ideas, and they're good. And you need to, um, you definitely need to come hear him. Invite your friends. We need to fill this section right here. That section. Fill that section, and we'll be good. David, David will fill uh, like he's talking to a group. Uh, I say, I'm going to have to skip that section when I'm looking around. Uh, so be here next week, and then uh, and, and, uh, definitely uh, come support David as he um, gives a message that he's been working on now for a while. And I'm, I'm, or no, he probably just thought of it that morning, um, and he's just that good. No, uh, but anyway, our last one is the one that I think can do the most damage to us uh, if, if we apply it as a general rule across the board, which is God helps those, can you finish it for me, who help themselves, right? God helps those who help themselves. Now, what's crazy about this, and this is often the, time, the problem with the biggest lies that we tell ourselves, is that they're based in truth. God does help those who work hard. God does help those who, who work hard for themselves and do the, do the right thing and, and try hard. and pull People who are trying to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. God does bless that. Over and over again in the Proverbs, uh, the, the writer of Proverbs says that we that the, the fool is lazy and the wise man works hard. This idea that we aren't supposed to work hard, isn't, that's not where we're going today. Work as hard as you can. Try as hard as you can. Train yourself to over the years become a better person. But the implication of, of God helps those who help themselves, the subtle little lie in that is that he doesn't help those who, don't help, who can't help themselves. He doesn't help those who aren't um, able. That he doesn't help those who don't help themselves. The subtle little lie gives privilege to those of us, in God's sight, gives privilege to those of us who um, work hard. And I say those of us who work hard. I work hard on the one day that I have to work, right? Preachers just want work one day a week. And then we're just gallivanting, really. I'm a gallivanter. No, we work hard. We want to, we, 
we're going we're gonna to go eat and then come put all these chairs up. And then God's going to part the waters for me as I return a church van and get back here and we got other things to do. We, we want to put our nose to the grindstone and get it done. You are not more saved because of it. You are not more saved or rewarded because you've worked hard that day. One of the biggest lies we tell ourselves is that salvation is this variance. It's a spectrum. Right? More. It's almost as if we believe you can be more saved. But saved is an on-off switch. Either you are saved by the grace of God or you are not. There's no sort of saved. There's just not and is. It either is or it isn't. But we can sometimes paint the picture or paint the image of a, of a, of a scene where I, I'm toiling. I'm toiling away at this Christianity and I can, I, I'm supposed to uh, somehow, I'm supposed to earn it. And now, we, we, we live in a grace-based situation. This is a great, we, we consider ourselves a grace-based church, but we still have those flickers, even those of you who grew up in a Baptist church or those of you who grew up in a charismatic tradition or a, um, or a Methodist, you, you know that we're all struggling with the same thing, where we all think, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing the, the, the right amount. I'm not good enough. We had a sermon here a couple of weeks ago. It was the last Sunday night um, where I basically just said, you're doing great. You're doing really well. Oh, God can use what you got. God can use what you have to offer. We are called by the grace of God to work. But once we are called by the grace of God, that working happens because of the grace of God. Sometimes we can get caught up in thinking that working, we got we to gotta work it out. Here, um, something, a, a verse that we might lean on for this is in Colossians 3, 23. He says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So work really hard as if you're working for God. And this is good. This is helpful. But let's back up a verse to see who he's talking to. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it. Not only when their eyes their eyes on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart is working for the Lord, not for human masters. There you have a reward because of it. He's talking to people who are under someone else's control all the time, who are struggling because of the control that they are under. He's saying, slaves, this is how you have to see it. 
so that you can just get by. This is how you have to live so that you can just make it because your reward is not going to be here. Sometimes hard work doesn't pay dividends here. Sometimes you can work as hard as you can and lose your family because you worked that hard. Sometimes you can, you can give all you got and then lose all you ever had. This stuff, the, the, the economy crashed um, several years ago and people, people who had lost their life savings. People who were responsible enough to save money lost the money. That was a hard time for people. The people who worked hard weren't rewarded. It's not always going to work out like that. The slaves were not going to be rewarded here. Their reward came from God. It came from this eternal blessing we have from God. Now... One of the problems we have, though, is yes, hard work's good, but no, you can't earn your salvation. Let's just draw that line. But because we really value hard work, because we really value trying hard, we will sometimes tie it in with it's as if Jesus did some, but we're going to do the rest. Jesus did some, but we've got to work really hard to keep it. Boy, I am on edge because, yes, I know I found grace, but man, he will take that grace away quickly. Church of Christ, we don't really um, teach once saved, always saved, which is a a popular uh, belief system. We don't really teach that. But because we haven't taught that for so long, people think we believe once saved, barely saved. That we're just holding on to, like, that salvation is this thin uh, thread that can be broken at any time. You are not working for your salvation. You are working out your salvation. You are working out of your salvation salvation and a lot of the good things a lot of the good work a lot of the hard work you do is not for the glory of God it's because of the gift of God last night I got home and it was dark and I was in this rental van pull up to my house got my keys out didn't have my garage door opener went up to the to the Lock to unlock my door and go inside. And I slept in the front entry hall there in my clothes. And I just could not get that key in the door. I just couldn't do it. Like, I, it was dark and I had the key and I was just, I was just going for it, man. You know, like, I, I couldn't do it. So finally... I had, I had some stuff in my arms and I finally sort of put it around and pulled my phone out and just flipped it around and turned the screen on. And it gave me light 
so I could do it. It allowed me to do the thing I wanted to do that I've been wanting to do but couldn't do. The grace of God isn't earned from work, but it is by grace that we get to work for God. And it's that subtle switch that happens where, where we're... No longer am I working for God's favor, but I'm working for God because of God's favor. That little switch will make all the difference. It'll make all the difference in the world. Paul is not saying work really hard so that you will be rewarded by God. Actually, he's already said quite the opposite in, the very, in this very book. Colossians 2, you back up a chapter. He says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human traditions and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Things that depend on the physical nature of this world and do not depend on Christ. Don't get caught up in those things. For in Christ... All the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. Listen to me. Your salvation isn't just the fact that you got your sins forgiven. Your salvation is that you're new now. You're different now. Like you are owned by somebody else. You are ruled by someone else. That isn't just a result or requirement of salvation That is salvation. I have been saved not just from the eternal consequences of my sin, but I've been saved from sin. Sin does not have a hold on us anymore because of Jesus. We aren't just, we don't walk through salvation when we die. We live out salvation before we die. And it influences everything we've got going. It influences every single aspect of our life. And it may look like we think that we're going to have to work really hard. But the, the difference is not that we're working really hard for salvation. The difference is that we're working because we've been saved. All right, if uh, the Dallas, Dallas Mavericks called me, you know, sometimes they call me. I think I miss the call usually. It's usually like a, I'll pick up the cell phone and then there's nothing, nothing for a while and I think, oh, the Dallas Mavericks must have got disconnected or something. But they called me and said, hey, we want you to come play in a game. And I'll say, oh, like a scrimmage. And they'll say, no, 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 we're playing another NBA team during the season we want you to come play. We're just going to play in like 15 minutes. But we want you to play. Um, I wouldn't, first off, I'd have to go get some shots in. Get a little, my conditioning up a little bit. Run some line drills. Um, pay John like $12 to help me a little bit with my game. But, I would play my heart out. 
Like, there would be nothing. There would never be a time where I would, I would be like, ah, I don't want to dive on the floor for that ball. I, I don't want to take that charge. Actually, I may not take the charge. Those guys are huge. But I don't want to. Like, I would play so hard. Now, while in the game, I won't be thinking, oh, I need to earn my playing time here. I've already got the playing time. I just want to do the best I have with it. Best I can with the time I've been given. Because playing, playing in such a game would be complete grace. I haven't earned that. I, I didn't even get to play whenever I was a senior in high school. Like, you think you've sort of earned it. I played more as a junior. And then I became a senior and all the juniors were really good. My coach was like, okay, yeah, you cheer. Just cheer. I was a cheerleader wearing a basketball uniform. And we had... I, I don't deserve it. But if someone offered it, I would take it and then I would do the best I could with it. Because it's, it, it's just a great thing that you get to do. He says, Christ in his fullness is deity. He lives in bodily form. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. When he says circumcision here, he's just really saying you were made holy. That's a, it's a very Jewish way of saying you were made holy. That's the way they did it, but now um, it's just sort of a turn of phrase for, for Paul. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God. Raised with him, through your faith in the working of God who raised Jesus from the dead. You are a, are a result of the working of God. Your salvation is the result of the working of God. Your life is a result. Your good works is a result. Of the working of God. You will not earn it. Now, from the outside, it's hard to judge this. Because people who work in, in those moments when we work for our salvation, we are working really hard. And in those moments when we are working from our salvation, we are working really hard. It's hard to see the difference in yourself. To figure out whether or not I'm working for my salvation or out of my salvation. But there's one little element that sparks, it's a litmus test of how exactly you're going about this. And it's fear. Are you afraid? That somehow. You're not quite on the list yet. 
Are you afraid that you might not make it? Now, I respect God. I fear God. But I fear God enough to believe Him when He tells me something. And the fear of God being, to fear God as some finicky, fickle judge is different than fearing God as a righteous and loving God. And when we have that fear in us and we say, I don't, I don't know if I've made it. That is not God speaking to you because God's promise, when God names something, something, it is named powerfully and with authority. And when He has named you a child of God, you are a child of God powerfully and authoritatively. Like you are a child of God. And you will work from that place. That's why I think a lot of Christians get burnt out. It's because they're trying and 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 they're not seeing any results. That's a, that's a, that's a backward way of going about it. Because of what Jesus did, we have the results. If you decide today, I want to give my life to Jesus, and you are baptized into his death, burial, and resurrection, you're not immediately nicer because of it. But you will grow kinder. You will grow more loving. God will work on you. He has named you something. He has given you a gift. And you are now working from that, not for it. I think that's really good news. That it's not those who have the time and have the energy and have the, the, the wherewithal and have the um, abilities that are more favored. God loved the world so much that he sent his son. And now we're living that story out. Some movies are like that. There's two different movies, right? There's the kind that sort of start off slow and you get into it and you know the characters. Good movies. Both of these are good movies. Um, there's a lot more types of movies, but these are the two types of good movies. You get in, you know the plot, you know the characters, you... you you have concern for them, and then the movie peaks and then resolves, or lately doesn't resolve. Then there's the other kind where at the beginning, the title screen comes up and they just blow something up and you ride the wave to the end. That the whole time, the initial spark is what got you to the end. You come out of those movies going, whoa. That was crazy. It's intense. Your life is riding the wave of the grace of God. You didn't, you didn't start the wave. You can't do anything to control it. 
but you are blessed that it is moving you forward. Why don't you ride the wave of the grace of God on up front and let us help you? Why don't you let God rule you for a change? Take off your throne, your, 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 your crown, and give it to the one who is actually on the throne. Because whenever I'm working for it, I'm the ruler. Whenever the king has saved me, I will now follow him. Not because he won't say, not because he, he's finicky and fickle, it's because he has saved me and I will follow him. And I will work unafraid of failure. Unafraid that somehow forgiveness will not be attained. Because you're going to mess up. You're going to blindly go in and say, I'm going to start a ministry, and then you start a ministry, and it fails. It's going to fail. Things fail. That's what's beautiful about the gift we've been given is that it is grace, that it is filled with mercy, it's filled with forgiveness. We are riding that on home. If you need anything this morning, please come forward while we stand and sing.